25 Tammuz, Chaf Hei Tammuz, Tzaddik, His Conversations, 459. The Rebbe said, Sometimes an epidemic goes around, and the way it spreads is that one person catches it from another. There are differences in the way such an illness starts. Sometimes a person becomes infected directly, as it were, through a heavenly decree, without catching the illness from someone who already has it. In other cases, people become sick indirectly, in the sense that they catch the illness from somebody else. The difference is that in the case of the person who becomes infected directly, the illness manifests itself with its full array of symptoms, because each form of illness has a variety of symptoms. Thus, in the case of Qatar, the main symptom is headache, but there are also other symptoms, such as nasal congestion, sneezing, etc., Each of the different symptoms is a sickness in its own right. Whoever is sent the illness directly, without his catching it from others, exhibits all the symptoms in their entirety. However, those who catch the illness from others, already infected, do not exhibit all the symptoms. The Rebbe also said a number of other things in connection with this. 460. Among the Rebbe's manuscripts, I noticed the following in passing. One who lacks Gevurat Anashim, Viral strength should recite the Song of Songs, the Book of Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes, because they are in the category of three drops, as mentioned in the Tikkune Zohar, thirteen fifty three b. Four sixty one, he said, a king is greater than a prophet according to the commandments of the Torah. Four sixty two, the Rebbe once said, yesterday the Turk came to me in a dream and complained to me greatly about the various forces making war against him. I had great pity for him, and he really does deserve pity, because he still goes by his original name, Ishmael, whereas in the case of all the others, it is not known who they are, because they have become mixed up. However, the Turks still have their original name. I gave him some advice, and to all appearances, he also knew what the advice was, but pretended not to know. There was another occasion when the Rebbe spoke about this and said, In the Torah reading on Rosh Hashanah we read, And also of the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation. Genesis 21.13 In other words, he certainly possesses great power, seeing that this is what the Torah says of him. Rebbe Nachman's Wisdom His Wisdom 2.14 I heard that the Rebbe once said, When you ask a tzaddik whether or not you should do something for God that involves great sacrifices, it is proper for him to tell you not to do it. However, you are not bound by his advice. You may more not, number 35. I heard this in the Rebbe's name. I also heard a similar concept. You must obey whatever a tzaddik tells you. But if he tells you not to come to him on Rosh Hashanah, you should not obey him. The day before Rosh Hashanah is very suitable for presenting a pidyon. 2.15. 2.15. The Rebbe said, For me, the main thing is Rosh Hashanah. Right after Rosh Hashanah, I begin listening very carefully. I want to hear them knocking on the wall, waking people for next year's Selichot. For the year passes and is gone in the blink of an eye. The Aleph Bet Book A Righteous Person A. 207 One who guards his sexual purity certainly cherishes the Tzaddik. 208 When the tzaddik serves God but shows no concern for teaching the common people, he will fall from his spiritual level. 209.
By financially supporting the tzaddik, all a person's sins are pardoned, just as when the Kohanim eat from a sacrifice and the sins of the animal's owners are atoned. B. 1 and 2. Telling stories about the tzaddikim draws the light of Mashiach into the world. It also dispels much darkness and pain from the world. And the teller is rewarded with beautiful clothing. 3. During the seven days of mourning after the tzaddik's death, God fills the mourners with the light that has been hidden away since the six days of creation. Kitzur Likutei Moharan 2. Lesson number 2. The Days of Hanukkah. 1. The days of Hanukkah are days of thanksgiving, and thanksgiving itself is the delight of the world to come. 2. The main delight of the world to come is to thank and to praise God's blessed name, and to know Him, and to be aware of His presence. As a result of this knowledge, a person is then close to and near to God, since the more one knows and is aware of God, the nearer he is to Him. For in the future, everything will cease to exist, and nothing will remain except this concept of thanking and praising and knowing God, and this will be the entire delight of the world to come. 3. The study of the codes of Jewish law, particularly if a person is worthy of developing original insights and ideas in this area, is also associated with the delight of the world to come. 4. By expressing gratitude to God, as well as by studying the codes of Jewish law, one enables women to give birth easily, and people are saved from all troubles. 5. When a person is in the midst of some kind of trouble, God forbid, the truth is then eclipsed. Therefore, at that time, a person must guard himself with an extra measure of caution, so that he should not be caught in some error or falsehood due to his troubles, God forbid. 6. When a person forces Torah scholars to interrupt their Torah study, he thereby develops ailments in his feet. 7. When a person merits to offer praise and thanksgiving to God at all times for everything that happens to him, especially when he is released from some trouble, God forbid, and also when he regularly engages in the study of the codes of Jewish law, he thereby merits the three columns of truth. This means that he is able to pray with truth, which is the most essential factor in the perfection of prayer. Secondly, he is able to receive true Torah teachings from a true Rav, that is, one who shows him a straight path with his true Torah teachings. Thirdly, he is able to make true marriage matches, whereby God will send him and his children their true marriage partners. Then the truth will illuminate and complete the four facets of speech, and as a result, he merits to draw the blessing holiness, and the joy of Shabbat into the other six days of the week. Then absolute unity will be revealed amidst all of the world's diverse phenomena to believe and truly know that all diverse phenomena are drawn from God's absolute unity. This revelation is extremely precious on high in all of the upper worlds, and it is extremely precious, important, and marvelous even to God Himself. Rabbi Nachman's Stories, The Seven Beggars, The Fifth Day However, the concept of little holding much that I have is at the very end of space, beyond which there is no space at all. Therefore, I can carry you to the tree, which is totally above space. The hunchback was on the level of the intermediate concept between space and that which is above space. He possessed the highest possible concept of little holding much. 
at the end of space, above which the word place does not apply at all. Anything higher than this is totally above the concept of space. Therefore, he could carry them from within space to a concept that is above space. Understand this well. I took them and carried them to the tree. Therefore, I have the word of these men that I possess the highest concept of little holding much. He appeared to be a hunchback because he carried much on his shoulders, being a case of little holding much. I am now giving you this as a gift, that you should be like me. When he finished, there was great joy and very great rejoicing. Ribnusson's Letters, Year 1, Letter Number 189 With thanks to God, Monday, Korach, 5595 My dear beloved son, I received your letter today. But even before that, Rab Isaac, may his light shine, informed me about your youngest daughter's ailment. I am extremely pained over the distress and suffering you are having. Nonetheless, I cannot restrain myself from admonishing you a little, that after so many years you are still crying out bitterly every time something happens to you. I have told you a thousand times, the world is full of suffering and pain. Our master, teacher, and Rebbe said, as you know, that this world here appears to be Gehenim, Lekute Moharan 2, 119. King David as well cried out, I am ready to suffer, and my pain is continually before me. And there are many other similar statements. It is without a doubt absolutely true that a person must cry out to God in a time of trouble, and also that he should tell a Torah scholar about his pain, so that the scholar can pray for him. In particular, you should tell your father, for who will pity you more than I? But on each occasion, the way you cry out is inappropriate. It is as if, God forbid, the whole world has fallen upon you, as if, God forbid, your sufferings are greater than those of everyone else in the world. It is just not so, my dear son. You have to remember very well every time what the Rebbe said on the verse, In suffering you gave me relief, the Kutei Moharan 1, 195, and in particular, to bring yourself to joy all the time, that you have been saved from what you have been saved by not being an opponent, God forbid, of truth such as this. For he is our support and our hope in this world and the next. You must look at what our antagonists will do when they face suffering much worse than yours. What are they going to inspire themselves with? The fact that they break windows, spill blood, and persecute Jewish souls so terribly for no good reason? Reb Letters, Year 2, Letter Number 445 now, my dear son, God has helped you and arranged a good shidduch, marriage arrangement, for your son, my dear grandson, may he live. It is necessary to give thanks for the past and to petition over the future that the match will indeed turn out to be a good one and that the connection will be completed in the best possible way in all respects. There are also many other acts of salvation and miracles that God has done for us as a group and as individuals particularly that we merited to publish the book, etc. You too have an inkling of how great this amazing and awesome salvation and miracle actually is. For in the midst of our deep exile in every respect, because no one in the world is as persecuted as we are, and we are despised, wretched, and oppressed among Israel itself, not to mention among the Gentiles, God remembered us in our downcast state. For His kindness is infinite. Had God not been with us, had God not been with us when men rose up against us? What an unprecedented wonder it is that we were rescued from their teeth. They wanted to swallow us alive, God forbid. Thank God, who did not give us over as prey to their teeth.
And as if this was not enough for you, merciful one, you allowed us this year to publish what you did. How great are your deeds, God! Praise God, you have a large share in this by God's kindness. It is impossible to say much about this in writing, though, especially in this context. Thousands of pages would not suffice. If our mouths were filled as the sea with song, etc. The bottom line is that you too need to make yourself happy with these great acts of salvation which I just mentioned, especially since the list goes on and on. There are more of them than I could possibly relate. We must really and truly just be happy. May God allow you and me to rejoice in the holy joy of Hanukkah. May the Merciful One perform miracles for us now too, just as He performed miracles for us in the days of Matityahu. The words of your father, waiting to see you soon with your son, may he live alive, happy, and well. Be sure to come at least by Thursday night. Let us be happy and rejoice in his salvation. Nassan of Breslov Send greetings to all our comrades with a great love, in particular to my friend whom I love as myself, the learned Rabbi Yaakov. May his light shine. Tell him to come for this coming Shabbat. No excuses. He will certainly not regret it in this world or in the next. The opposite is obvious, as an intelligent person will easily understand. May God let the light of truth shine forth, which is the light of the Hanukkah candles. Nasan, the same. Shemot HaTzadikim Names of Tanaim, sages of the 1st to 2nd centuries, and Amoraim, sages of the 2nd to 5th centuries. Aleph Abba, brother of Rabban Gamliel Abba bar Abba HaKohen, father of Shmuel. Abba, father of Rabbi Yehuda. Abba Aricha, who is called Rav. Rav Abba bar Yaakov. Rav Abba bar Zavda. Rav Abba bar Hamnuna. Rav Abba bar Huna. Rav Abba bar Mina. Rav Abba bar Mamal. Rav Abba bar Avina. Rav Abba. Rav Abba ben Rav Yehuda. Rav Abba bar Ila. Rav Abba bar China. Rav Abba bar Kahana. Rav Abba bar Chia. Rav Abba bar Yitzchak, Rav Abba bar Kahana bar Yudan, Rav Abba bar Papa, Abba mar Bereid Rav Papa, Rav Abba Bereid Rav Papi, Rav Abba bar Zutra, Rav Abba bar Acha, Abba Avuha de Rabbi Ami, Abba bar Yirmiya, Rav Abba de Chaifa, Rabbi Abba bar Chia bar Abba, Abba bar Rav Huna, Rabbi Abba Sala Rava. Abba bar Acha bar Sala mi Kafre, Rabbi Abba de min Aku, Rabbi Abba de min Kisre, Abba Avua de Rabbi Yirmiya bar Abba, Rabbi Abba bar Zamina, Rabbi Abba Hakohen Bardala, Abba Yose ben Chanina, Abba Umna, Rabbi Abba Zute, Abba Kishisha, Rabbi Abba de min Yafo, Abba bar Avime, Abba Avua de Rabbi Abba Mari, Abba Kohen Avua de Rabbi Chia. Rabbi Abba Benoshel Rabbi Chia bar Abba HaKohen, Rabbi Abba bar Yaakov bar Idi, Rabbi Abba bar Ada, Rabbi Abba bar Surmake, Rabbi Abba bar Rav Huna, Rabbi Abba bar Hamnuna, Abba bar Chista, Abba bar Marta duhu Abba bar Menyumi, Rabbi Abba bar Shila, Rabbi Abba bar Bisna or Bizna, Rabbi Abba bar Yisa, Rabbi Abba Kartignaa, Abba Bered Rav Benyamin bar Chia, Abba bar Mash or bar Ramash, Rabbi Abba bar Yehuda, Rabbi Abba bar Barchana, that is Rabba bar Barchana, Abba Narsha'a, 
Rabbi Nassim's Prayers 2, Prayer number 24, on Lakutei Moharan 2, 27. Your sovereignty is the sovereignty of all times, and your governance is in every generation. You are the King of kings who appoints kings and possesses kingship. He removes kings and establishes kings. He does as He wishes with the host of heaven and the inhabitants of earth. All elevation, leadership, and command of the entire world, from the very greatest to the very smallest, come from you alone. As our sages said, even a superintendent of wells is appointed from heaven. As the verse states, Yours, Hashem, is the sovereignty, and you are exalted as the head above all. Therefore, have compassion on us for the sake of your name. Give us governors, officers, and community leaders in every city, who are sincere, reliable, and worthy. Give them true awareness and compassion, so that they will have compassion on the poor of your flock, and not overburden the poor and needy with the yoke of taxes. Pour true awareness and compassion onto them, so that they will act sincerely in their elevated station, in accordance with your goodwill, and tax every individual in accordance with his ability. They should tax heavily those whom it is fitting to tax heavily, be lenient with those whom it is fitting to be lenient, and entirely exempt those whom it is fitting to exempt. In particular, people who fear Hashem, who have bent their shoulders to bear the yoke of Torah and serving you. Have compassion on these God-fearing people for the sake of your name and your honor. Influence the hearts of the governors and officers of every city to completely alleviate their burden and free them of the yoke of various civil obligations and the yoke of earning a living. In your vast compassion, rescue us and protect us from officers and governors who rule over the public egotistically and not for the sake of heaven. Have compassion on the members of your nation, the Jewish people, who are scattered among the nations which rule over us and constantly burden us with taxes, constantly demanding more and more. You know how over overworked and oppressed we are, and the acute constriction and diminishment of our income due to our sins, in particular, the income of those who are God-fearing and worthy, who desire to accustom themselves to truly walk in your ways and come close to you. Most, if not all, of these people have a very reduced income. They lack bread and clothing and even the smallest coin in their wallet. And now the yoke of taxes may be imposed on them so that the strength of the porter will collapse, heaven forbid. Woe! How will Jacob rise? For he is small. At this time of trouble, when no one stands up on our behalf, may your great name stand up on our behalf. Have compassion on us in each and every community in which your people of Israel live. Give us truly new, worthy officers, community leaders, and governors who will arrange and evaluate the tax burden for every individual fairly and honestly, in accordance with your goodwill. You reveal to us the eminent traits that people attain when they have a worthy leader. Through such a leader, people nullify their four evil traits, which are blemishes in faith, leading to heresy, sexual immorality, bloodshed, and malicious gossip, the last of which is equal to them all. These four are the chief sins in the entire Torah. You know how much we need to plead with you and beg you to rescue us from the blemish of these four evil traits in which every individual is trapped in his own particular way, whether in thought, speech, or deed, whether unintentionally or intentionally. 
You know how far these tremendous blemishes, which affect the entire Torah, reach. Therefore, have compassion on us. May we have worthy officers and community leaders who will fairly arrange and evaluate the taxes that are fitting for every individual. Through such leaders, may we all be rescued from the blemish of all of these four traits, so that no trace of any of them will cling to us or our children, in whole or in part, whether in thought, speech, or deed, whether unintentionally or intentionally. Rather, may we be holy and pure with ultimate perfection, and entirely cleansed of the blemish of all of these four traits.